Good morning, Alert Bay. This is uh, Larry Hill here just with the podcast. Um, I'm doing a summary of the um, of the last meeting of the council. Uh, first, I'd like to acknowledge that uh, we're sitting here on the traditional territory of the Nambus First Nations and how glad I am to be here with them. So this, uh, this meeting took place on June 28th at the Legion. Um, we actually was the first meeting where we had, uh, it was open to the public. We had six members of the public there. So we went through all of our regular stuff, uh, adopting the agenda and the previous uh, minutes and everything like that. There were some late items added that uh, we'll come to. And um, <clears throat> petitions and delegations, there were property owners at six, uh, 673 Larch request for the use of chicken tractors along the airstrip so um, and these are these are they contain the chickens but they move along every day you move them a little bit and the chickens have fresh uh, territory to sort of clean and it could be very useful I thought in terms of uh, of uh, taming this uh, sides of the runway and so um, we we did approve the use of these chicken tractors no closer than 120 feet from the airstrip on a trial basis so um, that was done. Um, correspondence for action, Citizens Committee 96 Orca Way request for waiving the extra utility fees for an unused suite. It was moved and seconded. The staff sent a letter to advise that the request is denied. We've had requests like this before, and it's just it's too difficult to police um, what's being used and what isn't. So anyway, that's the way that stands. The MP Julian, uh, Peter Julian, a request for endorsement of the motion M84 anti-hate crimes incident. Um, there was some discussion about this, uh, banning, you know, uh, my, my concern was uh, what symbols are we going to be banning? Um, who decides that? It just wasn't clearly laid out in his letter. I mean, we all agree with the, you know, Nazi swastika and stuff like that, the Ku Klux Klan, but um, it's just a little nebulous the whole thing so uh, it was uh, moved and second that the staff write a letter to the MP but also for clarification Councillor Granger and Councillor Hill we voted against this resolution City of Pitt Meadows Truth and Reconciliation call to action this item was received for information the town of Spolumcheen letter to BC Hydro about the residential rate review well we've been trying to get this accomplished for some time BC Active Transportation Grant Program 2021-22 application intake is open and our uh, CAO will investigate the criteria for the STAIR project eligibility. Campground monthly site rental application, Dr. Boyer is working at the hospital, moving seconded that this be approved. And the Orca Inn, I ask for a speed sign since I'm opening the uh, pub restaurant at street level there, so the uh, sign was installed. Um, the Orca Inn also had a condition of stairs down to the water. Um, they're not really safe, and so these stairs will be blocked off until they can be made safe. Umista, there was a quest for hall use for youth programming. They have some excellent ideas that uh, they're going to be using the community center for, including youth and also for, uh, for older people too. Uh, BC Hydro LED Streetlight Project, it was moved and seconded that the least invasive option for the LED replacement lights be utilized in residential areas and we will communicate that with BC Hydro. Correspondence for information, UBCM Emergency Support Services Grant. 
Letter of final report, approval, and congratulations, Municipal of Municipal Affairs, ICIP COVID-19 Resilience Infrastructure, uh, Alert Bay Active Transportation Project, we were not selected for funding. The LCRB Extension of Temporary Expanded Service Area, Destination of BC, Step 2 of BC's Restart Plan and Provincial Travel, Alert Bay Visitor Center, Performance on Google for May, Checklisting, Service Canada's Canada Summer Jobs, we were not selected for funding. And the Village of Alert Bay Public Notice mail out RV uses in the community. And the UBCM 2020 Age-Friendly Communities Letter, Final Budget and Cormorant Island Age-Friendly Assessment Report. All these items were received for information. Council reports, Mayor Buchanan participated in four resilient civic leadership course webinars attended the Regional District Regular Board and in-camera meetings. He attended the Regional District Hospital Regular Board and in-camera meetings, participated in a Regional District Zoom meeting, participated in a Land Development Essentials webinar, attended the NISS Grad Parade and gave a short speech, helped set up the tables and chairs for the Aboriginal Day celebrations and took part in the walk, participated in the Regional District Transportation Advisory meeting with BC Transit, and met with the Connect the Coast group to look at a landing site. Uh, received a complaint about an individual living in a vehicle, spoke with the RCMP about the person's behavior, and the RCMP did speak with the individual. He attended a meeting with the administration staff from Umista Cultural Center regarding their youth program, attended the office for day-to-day -day items as well as answering emails and phone calls. Councillor Gordon attended a meeting with the administration staff of the Umista regarding their youth programming and reviewed the GPS navigation system information we received. The initial cost uh, would be $20,000, which could possibly be funded through a grant, but the $4,000 annual maintenance charges may not make sense with the limited use that the airstrip is currently getting. This would be a GPS navigation system for planes, and I don't know, as a village, if we were to embark on that, you know, what would our liability situation be? The idea of having reflectors along the runway, which can be seen up to five miles away in clear conditions, is, uh, is probably a much better option. Councillor Granger attended a meeting with the administration staff from UMISTA regarding the youth programming. Councillor Hill, <coughs> that's me, I attended a meeting with the administrative staff from the UMISTA Cultural Centre regarding the youth programming too. I contacted Councillor Cole Hamilton from the City of Courtney for more information on the Help Cities Lead program, but uh, he hasn't called back at this point. I participated in the Land Development Essentials webinar. I sent a letter to MLA Babcock regarding golf cart use, and I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting to hear from that. And I attended a library morning meeting. They have again requested additional space. A committee was formed April the 12th to investigate library expansion. The group has not met for a second time, so I submitted a report to Council. The options I see, one, move the visitor center to the main floor of the harbor building. The upstairs could function as a lounge area for the harbor patrons. Two, we could build a new space. It's an attractive option, but it would take a lot of time. And the library has been asking for extra space for a number of years, too. Three, leave the space as it is, and, you know, we'll see. Um, 
My conclusion was as follows. While building a new space is attractive, this process could take several years to find the grants, design the building, and have it built. The library urgently needs this space. My recommendation is to move the visitor center into the existing ferry building. There was concern about dock visitors and their lounge that's provided in the space that the visitor center would move into. There is a beautiful space upstairs that has its own bathroom, which would make a great lounge. Having the visitor center at the ferry terminal would be convenient for our visitors. They would see the center as they arrive on the ferry, and many of our visitors are walkovers. They could easily be directed to Amista or the big house from there. The expansion of the library into the present visitor center will give them much needed space and could include a drop-in area for seniors. A recent survey showed a large number of people value our library. Councillor Gordon, um, I also talked and I talked to the uh, Boat Harbour manager. We both believe that the use of the Boat Harbour building by the visitor center is not practical. For the library expansion, we could reach out to Numgis and Walala U for letters of support for funding library expansion. Uh, CAO McNish suggested the committee as a group should meet and come up with potential solutions and possible funding sources for library expansion. Mayor Buchanan stated that BC Ferries is not in favor of the visitor center moving to the harbor building because of traffic congestion and the lack of parking space when trying to unload and reload the ferry. Well, I. I mean, the BC Ferries is responsible for our congestion. The ferry comes in and there's congestion. Uh, I don't see any difference of having a visitor center there. Most of the people are walk-ons that would use it. They'd wait for the traffic to unload from the ferry and walk across to the visitor center. You know, we kind of tend to oppose changes, you know. Um, I, I can think in my life, you know, I've opposed things that when they were eventually done were actually much better ideas, and I, this, this may be a case uh, for that too. Anyway, I was reviewing the mail-out for RVs and more questions could have been asked. Uh, we could have asked people, for instance, um, once you've built your house living in your RV, Shouldn't that RV be considered an extension of your house and so your family or relatives could stay in that RV? Um, we didn't ask that question. We paid for the mail out. We could have done. And there was a bit of opposition to my feeling about this. So, uh, CO McNish speaking on behalf of staff stated that all information should be approved by council before being sent out. This notice was put up by one member of council and did not provide all the information. Um, the RV use in Eucula that I quoted is a pilot project specifically for housing for seasonal workers, not for year-round accommodation. Surveys are one way for public consultation. The appropriate process for council communication was covered in the elected officials workshop that council and staff attended in January 2019. A code of conduct and ethics should be followed. Miscommunication by a councillor can result in staff being verbally attacked as well as information or partial information being presented that creates division in the community. I'll make a few comments about this uh, later. Councillor McGregor participated in a land development essentials webinar and the CBLAC meeting was cancelled. There was a request for assistance in finding someone who can assist with transporting harvest food boxes monthly from Port Hardy to Alert Bay. There are 30 people who, um, who receive the food boxes and there's funding available to pay somebody to transport them. Staff reports, Kane Gordon, Fire Chief. There is a province-wide Category 2-3 fire ban in place starting Wednesday, June 30th. 
Lyle McNish, uh, annual report. It was moved and seconded that the 2020 annual report be approved, and this was carried. Question period. So we did have some questions. Uh, question, I have a question for Councillor Gordon on the navigational GPS landing lights he reported on. The GPS system is something near and dear to my heart as the ambulance has been delayed in getting patients transported and has had to take risks at the docks to get patients out. And if it's possible to have planes land here at night or in poor visibility, it would help get patients out quicker. Answer, the nav navigation system and reflectors are two separate things that we're looking into. Question, if you're looking into this, could you talk to critical care for more information? It might be a good idea to approach other local authorities. Just so you are aware, there's a shortage of paramedics in BC right now. There's one paramedic in town who's on call all hours. The other person is in training to take over as a unit chief. There will be gaps. How do we provide coverage? One of the options may be to have helicopters bring in paramedics for a call. This may be a good opportunity to put pressure on the province and uh, BC Ambulance as we are remote and need care here and services not being fulfilled. We need better access to Medivacs, uh, FNHA, VIHA, Namgis, and Walala. You should be contacted as well. The lights would provide better security, but GPS would be more accurate for landing. Answer, the reflectors can be seen for up to five miles and would be more reliable than lighting or GPS. If there were a power outage, we could still use them. We are looking into many options. Uh, question, I was distressed about what I saw on social media last week. The post about RVs to me undermines council's efforts to act through democratic process. As a citizen who elected council, I feel we need to be amenable and polite to each other with the rest of the community. Um, question, the public's frustrated there isn't a clear process. We need to have engagement through social media. I don't understand why the meetings weren't recorded. Answer, we've been working at upgrading our internet so that we can live stream the meetings as our current internet is not consistent and drops repeatedly. In 2019, Council Hill offered to do a podcast from the unadopted minutes, and this was agreeable to Council as it allowed the public to have information sooner than usual. We have had four TELUS teams here, and we should have upgraded internet. We should have it by next week. Question, is TELUS going to guarantee you reliable internet? A, answer, essentially when there's a TELUS out, we would be compensated for the interruption of service. So, just a few comments about that. First of all, because I take a dissenting point of view, I think that's that's democracy, as I explained to this uh, person who is in presence. That's my sense of it. I mean, in Kathmandu, Nepal, they had a government that was made up of uh, conservative parties, liberal parties, and the Maoist Communist Party. I mean, they functioned as a council, made decisions. Obviously, they had dissenting points of view. There's nothing wrong with dissent. We don't have to be all the same on everything. In terms of our village council staff, I think they're doing a fantastic job. Um, when I first moved here, I think the council, the, the office of the village was really very disorganized. I mean, I had papers that were lost, applications I made that uh, never went through. Um, I think that Lyle, our CAO, has done a fantastic job of getting our financial books in order and on stream. Like I really feel that the, the whole office staff, Connie and Lynn, work very well together. So in terms of the council, 
we have dissenting different opinions. That, that's, that's fine. There's no problem with that. Um, I respect all my fellow counselors. I mean, basically, we're volunteers. I mean, what we receive every month is, uh, you know, small payment for what, you know, what we all do. So anyway, that's my feeling about that. So please come to the next meeting and hear this democratic process uh, as it goes on. Thanks very much.